Our next guest is going to be on the call alongside Noah Eagle and Catherine Tappan for the Browns-Texans AFC wildcard game, 4.30 p.m. tomorrow on NBC and Peacock. Following the Browns-Texans game, the Chiefs host the Dolphins at 8, exclusively on Peacock in a game that will be called by Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett. And now, Todd Blackledge, the man, the myth, the legend, NBC Sports and Peacock on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Todd, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's good to be with you guys. Looking forward to this game tomorrow. Well, it feels real. The energy is up here. The nerves are up just a little bit. And I guess, you know, this is we, – we kind of had a, a conversation about the competitiveness of this game. It is, uh, from Vegas, the, the closest um, – Spread of the weekend. Spread of the weekend. Thank no. you for helping me with the words. I'm curious, is that the game you expect? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, I think it will be a, a much different kind of game than when they played on Christmas Eve. I mean, you know, the Browns just completely dominated the action – uh, when they played a few weeks ago, it really was never in question, was never close. I think it was 36 to, to 7 in the fourth quarter, and the only seven points was on a, a kickoff return. So they really controlled the line of scrimmage, controlled the game. Uh, of course, Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper went off. But I do expect a different game. Um, you know, I think the Houston team that Cleveland will face uh, tomorrow will be a much different team, a healthier team. First and foremost was C.J. Stroud back behind under center. And then defensively, their two best pass rushers, Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Grenard, uh, didn't play in that game. Well, Grenard started, but he got hurt in the third play of the game. Will Anderson didn't even suit up. So, so I do think it will be a little bit of a different challenge that the Browns will face on Saturday. Todd, you being a quarterback yourself, I mean, C.J. Stroud's a rookie. It's his first playoff game ever. Yeah. How much pressure is he going to feel? You know what? I don't know. I'm sure you've spent some time around him when he was at Ohio State. The, the kid is, he's a cool customer. No now. doubt. I mean, he is an unflappable kind of kid. He's a very confident young man. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one interview with him yesterday. I mean, he was awesome. I mean, and, and he even misses, yeah, I get nervous before the games, but I kind of use that energy that I feel, uh, you know, to kind of propel me. But but I, I don't think the moment will be too big for him at all. I think he is – he has just played at such a high level, and even talking to Jim Schwartz today, you know, the defensive coordinator for the, for the Browns, and talking about Strauss, is his, he has just accelerated what you expect out of talented rookie quarterbacks. I mean, he, he's doing things in his first year that normally takes a couple years to, for guys to get comfortable doing, going through his progressions, not being a one-read and, and, you know, scramble or panic kind of guy. He's really played at an exceptionally high level, and, and the team has great belief in him. So I don't think the moment will be too big for him uh, at all. Todd Blackledge on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So the Browns defense, the you know that's their strength. The uh, you know C.J. Stroud is the Texans' strength. You know how do you how do you slow down uh, C.J. Stroud? Well, obviously, you know, you slow him down with pressure. I mean, all quarterbacks are, are less effective versus pressure than they are, uh, you know, when, when they've got a clean pocket and all of that. So, so that's certainly one thing, and that's something that Cleveland, with Miles Garrett leading the way, has done a great job of all season. The other thing that, that Cleveland has an advantage of or, or is, is going to be really challenging for C.J. Stroud is he is highly, highly effective and efficient and accurate, particularly against zone coverage. 
defense. But Cleveland is a primarily man coverage team. And, and I think, you know, as good as their rush is up front, their ability in the back end to play a high percentage of man coverage with tight press coverage uh, because of the talent of their corners, uh, really, you know, that goes hand in hand with the rush. And, and it breaks up timing of passing routes. You're not really throwing to open spaces. You've got to wait till guys get some separation. And so, you know, those two things with the Cleveland defense go hand in hand. And I think that's why they've been the best pass defense, the best total defense in the NFL this year. So, excuse me. Stefanski has coached five different quarterbacks this year, five different starting quarterbacks. And yeah. here they are, you know, 11 wins going to the postseason for the second time. He was already coach of the year once. You think he's earned coach of the year again? I'll tell you what, I think I think he could make a very strong case for either one of the guys in this game tomorrow. D'Amico Ryans took over a team that was 3-13-1 a year ago. They've had two one-and-done head coaches before him, and they're in the playoffs for the first time since 2019 with a rookie quarterback and a first-time head coach. So uh, there's a great argument for him. But Stefanski, as you mentioned, not only the five quarterbacks uh, – but also they lose their best player, Nick Chubb, in week two. They are on their fourth and fifth option at offensive tackle right now and still, you know, find a way to win 11 ball games and, and be here in the wild card game. So uh, just a remarkable job of coaching by he and his staff as well. So Kevin Stefanski does have a playoff win uh, from that 2020 season. That was his, you know, previously his, his first foray as a head coach in his first season in the playoffs uh, Jim Schwartz was, uh, you know, won the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator for uh, Philly as a, as a head coach. Also had the the Lions in the playoffs one year. Bill Callahan, like all, all the Browns are pretty replete with coaching experience for the playoffs. When you look at D'Amico uh, Ryan's first trip there, obviously in his first year as a head coach, but first trip as the head coach after right. years in the playoffs with San Francisco and Bobby Sloak first year as OC. How much does that playoff experience matter? for first-time head coach, first-time OC? Again, I don't know. I mean, these guys have been together and they've been grinding together for 17, 18 weeks now. And, and look, everybody knows it's different in the playoffs because it's, it's lose and go home, right? And, and the, the intensity is going to be ratcheted up for sure. But it, once they kick it off, it's still the same. It's still the same kind of game plan. You still have to execute. You can't make it any bigger than it is once the game kicks off. It's, it's these hours and days and all the attention right now that makes it feel different. But for all of these guys coaching, uh, you know, once that ball's teed off and, and, and kicked off, it, it just gets down to what they've been doing week in and week out. You know, and the other thing, the funny thing, you, you mentioned Stefanski does have the playoff win, but if I'm not mistaken, he was, he was home watching in his basement when they beat Pittsburgh in the playoff game back in 2020, wasn't he? That is correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. So he's got the win, but, I mean, I'm sure he'll be happier to be on the sideline for this one uh, on Saturday. So looking to the quarterback position, the most experience you have in this game for the Browns is Joe Flacco. Um, I, I think it's 71 years as a Browns uh, yeah. as a starting quarterback in the NFL, I believe. Uh, I'm just curious about what you've seen from Joe Flacco in the five games he's played and, and your thoughts on how real this run he has after a couple rough years elsewhere. Well, I, I think it's, it's, first of all, it's a great story. You know, it's, it's one of those feel-good stories. I mean, it, it feels like this year has been backup quarterbacks have been one of the main stories in the NFL. 
And no story is better than what Joe Flacco has done. Uh, you know, basically coming off the couch and, and driving his kids to, to school and practice and, and all those kind of things uh, to signing in November with the Browns and then leading them into the playoffs and playing well, throwing, you know, showing that that arm talent, uh, he still has, you know, outstanding arm talent uh, for as many years as he's been in the league. So, uh, you know, I think it's real. I, I don't think I don't think it's one of those things where, you know, the other shoe's going to drop anytime soon. The thing that Houston is hoping for a different result is that they can put more pressure on him, get more hits on him, make him a little bit more uncomfortable. And the one thing that Joe has done, even as good as he's played, he still will throw the ball up into some dangerous areas at times. Even though he has 13 touchdown passes, he also has eight interceptions. So I think they're they're hoping that they can pressure him more, make him a little bit more uncomfortable, and not just give him those clean looks to to launch the ball down the field like he did back on December 24th. A little bit of NFL news to pass along here real quick, Dusty, as I jump in. Ohio State running back Travion Henderson has announced he's returning to school for a senior season. Ooh, so that, gigantic return for Ohio yeah. State there. Wow. No doubt about that. We'll take that good news. You, you know, it's interesting because it, 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 I've been seeing that from a few of their guys here. And, you know, I hope I'm not saying anything that makes people in Northeastern Ohio upset, but it's it's it, it seems like and feels a little bit like what we saw at the University of Michigan last year with, with so many of their guys who – could have gone on and a lot of guys that maybe would have gotten a first round grade deciding, Hey, look, we want to come back and try to finish business here. And of course they did, but uh, kind of get that same sense with some of these decisions that are being made in Columbus with some of their key players. I guess I'll follow up with another, another question here. What do you think about Kalen DeBoer going to Alabama? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, Nick Saban, you know, I don't know anybody that really wants to follow a legend. And I mean, he's been the best that there's been ever in college football. And so uh, big, big shoes to fill. But Kalen DeBoer has, he is a great football coach and he has been successful every stop he's been at. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously he'll bring his style and his offense and philosophy and they'll you know, they'll be exciting to watch and they'll be able to attract skilled people and all that. But it will be interesting to see who he brings with his staff and who he hires and you're recruiting in the sec. And some of those things is a little bit different. And, and, uh, but it, it, I think it's a good hire because I think he's a really, really good football coach. Todd, we think you're a really, really darn good analyst. We're very <laughs> excited to hear you this weekend and see you this weekend. So I enjoy the game. Hopefully it's a Browns win, although I know you can't call for that, but we do appreciate you. You got it, man. Good to be with you guys. Thanks, enjoy Todd. the game. Thanks yep, so much. Todd Blackledge,